Dear Satan Claus, You are the only bearable thing during this time of year. I hope you are having a wonderful time sliding down chimneys and eating children. <laughs> this year, I have been doing a wonderful job with my victims, decapitating, eviscerating, incinerating, and even... Huh. I don't remember masticating, but first time for everything. <laughs> so, if I have pleased you, Dark Master, I would love to have increased coverage of the Grey Room's podcast to every naughty and nice boy, girl, and other in the world. Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. Gift everyone the dark secrets of terror. And a pony. I like ponies now. <clears throat> Yours truly, the Warden. P.S. I know I haven't been allowed to be around much. You can thank a restraining order. Involving a kid. And a nail gun. Long story. But they are allowing me the opportunity to wish you all a very gray Christmas, New Year, paid holiday, whatever this weekend means to you. From the bottom of our hearts, happy holidays from the gray rooms. Okay. Is, uh, is that it? Can, can I go now? Welcome to Behind the Gram Door. I am your host, Graham Rowett. Joining me today is voice actress Graham Rowett. Voice actress Graham Rowett. <laughs> Composer Graham Rowett. Hey, guys. Writer Graham Rowett. Hey, what's up, guys? Co-creator Graham Rowett. And co-creator Graham Rowett. Hello, I am Graham Rowett. Hey guys. I'm Graham Rowett. I think the voice actresses need to say hello. Hello, I'm Graham Rowett. You can find me on my Twitter, Graham Rowett NY. That's NY for New York. <laughs> hello, I am Graham Rowett. I have the same Twitter. I do. for you to remember. And I too am Graham Rowett. I have the same Twitter. <laughs> I am Graham Rowett. And you may find me in things such as Red Dead Redemption 2. Also, all over Google. Just look for me. I promise. 
you'll find me. There are many pictures of me on Google. <laughs> All right, you. I'm just, I'm gonna go ahead and break that now. <laughs> Too many grams. Too many grams. We learned a gram. Gram's not here. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I am so glad I took over the gram rooms. <laughs> Good Lord. Graham, you're the best. We love you. We love you. Did we lose Victoria? No, I'm still here. Oh, okay. 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 Sorry. I was changing my light. This is indeed beyond the door. Behind the door? Beyond. What? It, it's, it's the door, and it's the other side of it, and, and we are here. Uh, why don't we go ahead and go around and introduce ourselves legitimately? Uh, we'll start with our wonderful voice talent, uh, Victoria. Where are you from? What else are you doing? And why are you here? <laughs> it sounds I don't cute. know why I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't ready for these kinds of questions. <laughs> I got I got thrown by by all the grams. Oh, I mean, fair. Um, hi, I'm Victoria Wan. I am from Illinois. I'm very Midwest, very cold all the time. Um, I was in. I narrated the arachnophobia story, and I play the little girl in I Loved My Teddy. Nice. And our other fantastic voice talent for this episode. Hi, I'm Sarah Ruth Thomas. I am a voice actress based out of Texas, um, and I was the voice for the teddy bear in I Loved My Human. Nice. And moving on to the left there, our writer for this evening. Hey, what's up? I'm uh, Mike Lee. I wrote the story, I guess, from what they tell me. <laughs> the man responsible himself. Uh, How dare he? Don't blame me for everything. <laughs> <laughs> and moving all right along to our composer. Hey, I'm J.M. Sher from the music composer. I'm from New York, and it's uh, it, there's freezing rain outside right now. Fantastic. And our two wonderful co-creators, why don't you go ahead and give us a shout? Hi. Hello. Nice. <laughs> a shout. Singular. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Ah, uh, you know, hey man, it's here. It's not freezing rain, so everything's great. Fantastic. Yep, I have to say so too. This sucker's getting empty. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So we are here for the. Oh yeah, and hi, I'm Brian Black. <laughs> I was just going to roll right over name, you. Huh? Huh. <laughs> I never said my name, Jason. Jason, also Welcome. known as Graham Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! By, by the way, uh, we to give you an explanation, you know, Graham did make a comment about the Graham rooms last time we did this. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I want to make an apology. I thought I was on the gray rooms when I did this uh, broadcast, but apparently it's under my name. Oh. No! Oh. Do we have to do all that again, or are we just going forward with this? No, we're, people are already logged <laughs> yeah. in. I mean, it's, Let's I guess up. we'll come back next week. Uh, well, I can't, I can't track everybody's comments in, in the wonderful video. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, the link's good. Everything's good. You know, it's just, 
Perfect. It's under Brian Black and not the gray room. User error. I'm just going to real quick type something. Ignore me. Uh, we are talking this evening about the episode I Love My Human, written by, of course, Mike Lee over there. And it was a, a very confronting episode. It was the, That was a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where to start? Um I guess I guess we'll start with where did the story come from? Where, where, what inspired this event and and oh. following fiction? Um, I guess it, when I wrote the story, I was uh, I was in a pretty dark place. Like I I just moved out to Austin, left uh, everyone I knew back in Louisiana, and I I didn't know anybody out here, and I just needed a vice, and that was. Uh, that that I always figured, you know, stuffed animals are really really creepy to me, like dolls and moving teddy bears and stuff like that, like the uh, the teddy rug 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 spin rug rock spin, spin. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to have one of those when I was a kid. We, now we didn't really play with it because it, it was up in the <laughs> attic and and old and all that, but uh, it was always creepy to see when we go up there. I just wanted to make something a little teddy bear kind of creepy and the, the the little girl thing i don't know i don't even know where that came from i just needed a a way to relay a killer teddy bear i guess and that's how it kind of came out <laughs> hey, great job man hey great job i appreciate it yeah actually you know the whole thing too uh justin when i initially started this podcast i was looking for stories and i I actually saw a tweet Mike put out, and I distinctly remember <clears throat> it said, <clears throat> forgive me, and Mike said that he likes to write effed up stuff. And <laughs> I was like, well, hey, I'm, I'm going to talk to this guy. And so I, I sent him a message saying, hey, you know, would you be willing to, you know, donate a story or write a story for this podcast I'm trying to put together? And we got to talk in, and I'm pretty sure I said I just want something shocking and something where somebody dies. And I think, I think it was, I think it was something along those lines. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> just, just give me something terrible. <laughs> that might actually been my exact words. <laughs> well, I think, I think in yeah. a way you got it. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like to write uh, anything that has even like it, I, I like tragedies. Tragedies are like the fa my favorite stories. And I like there to be an inkling of uh, any hope for anybody in the end. Okay. So. And does this does this stray far from other works you've written? Is this kind of like you're saying oh, in your particular wheelhouse? I, I I would say this is probably one of the the lighter, more mild uh, sides of the story. Really. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I mean, yeah. I've got a couple. I've got a couple that are on Amazon right now. That like, I have to pick who I tell those are on Amazon because they'd probably judge me after. That admittedly not the answer I was expecting. So good, good to know. Wow. Sorry, man. Yeah, Graham. Graham has all my mild stories, man. Like, oh. nice. Uh, so then you 
Jason, you asked for for shocking and everything else, and you certainly got it with this. Uh, is this a, a good marker for how the rest of the season is going to go? Would you say? Um, uh, you know, the thing about the season it is definitely a roller coaster. This this is not going to be the norm. I will say that we don't have a ton of stories where one where kids die. That's mm. not that's not like a, a, a theme that we really wanted to drag out too much. <clears throat> um. Uh, most of our stories are, uh, I mean, this was definitely more of the in-your-face, you know, cutting up body parts and getting just making you really, making you really squirm in your skin. That's kind of how this story is. The rest of the season, you know, it's, it's some of them are going to be a, a little bit more on the edge. Others are going to be some more kind of a more traditional kind of a horror, like we have a ghost story and all that other stuff. But it's going to mm-hmm. be a roller coaster ride as far as quality. Yes, the entire season will be like this. Fantastic. And for for the two who had to bring this story to life with their voices, how how was this for you? Let's start uh, with Sarah, you want to go first, Sarah? <laughs> uh sure, sure. Um so uh Jason sent me the story. And this was months and months and months ago. So it's also really weird hearing it now <laughs> and hearing it with all of the music, all of the sound effects with the little girl finally here. Um, so he sent me the story and I'm reading through it and I was going, I don't I don't know if I can do this because I know I personally am very sensitive to that sort of subject matter. You know, mm. if there's like a disclaimer on a movie or on an audio drama or something where they're like, hey, if you are of a little bit more sensitive disposition, maybe don't listen to this. I usually heed that. I'm usually like, OK, mm. cool. Thanks. Thanks for the warning. Um, so it was very interesting getting into it. Um, and also the very end, I feel like the ending kind of justified the major trauma that happens in the story sure. for me at least. Um, so I was like, okay, okay, I can, I can do this. I can get to the ending of this. Uh, and uh, it, it made for a very, very interesting acting experience. Okay. <laughs> and for you, Victoria, how was, how was the role of the little girl? I mean, kind of the same thing i was a little hesitant at first i was like oh this is real messed up but i horror is my favorite i mostly i mostly do horror narrations and audio dramas and such so i guess i'm a little bit more used to it i thought Mm -hmm. the end i was like yes it's just amazing how she gets revenge or he he she it's a teddy bear it's not gendered (laughs) the teddy bear gets revenge and um, acting the little girl, it was honestly, I couldn't stop laughing because to make that sound come out of my face is just interesting to say the least. Um, I think, uh, the people who heard my raw audio can attest to, there's a lot of laughing, there's a lot of mess ups. And I was like, here you go. Just have this but like it was interesting but I I think drama that like touches on real life problems things that really can happen are the most impactful they're the most scary because it's something that can really happen so I mean it's like hard to think of that that happens but yeah (laughs) 
Well, that brings up a good point. Was this rooted in anything for either of you? Did you have a, a source of inspiration to pull from or a particular other work or case or something that you kind of looked at and went, nah, I'll, I'll pull some of that into this for your performances? Victoria, um, I'll you go first on this one. Personally, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if this is like, this is probably bad, but my mom, <laughs> I was homeschooled for a time. My mom decided to read us A Child Called It when I was a child. And I don't know if anybody's read that book, but it is a brutal book. It is about this little boy who gets just completely tortured by his parents. And I was like, I want to say like 10 when my mom read it to us. <laughs> so I guess I just kind of brought those feelings up and that kind of helped. Okay. And you, sir? Um, I, I would say when I was reading the story and I was trying to go, okay, how am I going to give this teddy bear a voice? How am I going to give this teddy bear a personality? I really just kind of rooted myself into this teddy bear feels protective. This teddy bear feels, you know, so attached. And this is, this little girl is this teddy bear's everything. So, you know, I kind of focused on, you know, what are, how would I respond if, you know, I want to protect this yeah. and they, and I can't, I have no way to protect it. And then it's gone. So going over to our, our co-creators, I'm, I'm guessing there was some communication back and forth with your voice talent as to direction or particular, I don't know. Um, yeah. I guess direction would be the good point. Yeah, for sure. Well, I knew that when, uh, when I, when I, when I read this story, you know, even though it says he, I knew I wanted to get a nice strong female voice in there because it's a teddy bear and and i think that it, i think it relates you know i think it just really fills the character more and sarah sarah was actually just really easy. reached out to her she took the story she killed it knocked it out of the park um i know that i know she uh, she had sent me a couple messages a few times on the email saying that uh especially around the end that she was having a little bit of a difficult time with it and uh but she did an excellent job, excellent job on that. As far as Victoria, Victoria's always just been just really cool, and she did a you know wonderful job in some of the other stuff that we've done. And uh, you know, I did, I just really like Victoria's uh, delivery. And so I said, "Hey, you want to do this little girl?" And she's like, "Heck yeah!" And then you know, she sat there and talked about the uh, behind the scenes reel, and I actually sent her an email said, "Hey, man, what you did is great." I need some gurgles. I need some crying. I need some screaming from you. So if you could just find some way to send me a reel with just all of these sound effects and everything. And she did. She said, what was that, Victoria? Was it like 15 minutes long? Oh, <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. It was, oh, it was hilarious. She was just cracking up. And one time your dog came to save you when you were uh, yes. screaming in there. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, yeah my, my dog was trying to rescue me. And that was probably the only real direction was asking Victoria to, you know, kind of help me fill the just just this gnarly background with all these yeah. extra sound effects and all that kind of stuff just to really kind of gut punch it. Because, you know what, they're professionals. They they can read it. They know that it sucks. And they just they just dug deep down inside them and just pulled some <laughs> friggin gold out. Hmm. I think that it should be worth noting that we keep killing Victoria. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I feel bad about it. I, maybe one day we'll give her a part where she doesn't die. Maybe we owe it to but her. Then it wouldn't she's be our, the gray rooms. If thank I you, Victoria. <laughs> thank you, Victoria. <laughs> she's, she's become our our, score, our screen queen, I guess. Right. <laughs> Very nice. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a great job, it's both of you. Okay, so uh, that kind of brings up some other points. So there was some excellent, excellent sound engineering and and music work in this episode. How how was that to bring about? Um, well, I I just the sound engineering is just real short and sweet. I just knew that I wanted this to be uh, just to, just to, all about the teddy bear, and everything mm-hmm. else was kind of more of just the three-dimensional world that's around the teddy bear, you know, everything else just kind of happens to be there. And then the girl was also, you know, a main focal point, but not as much as the teddy bear. So again, I just kind of built on more of the teddy bear's experience uh, on everything else like that, as far as the music and stuff. And then, you know, uh, JM came in and he just, he just scored that and killed it, man. I think that the emotion level went up to like 65 when he he added that in there because, you know, he's obviously exceptionally talented. So I'll leave the composing up to Mr. Scherf there. Oh, well, uh, yeah, the composing. So, um, you know, he sent me the file. Um, half, half uh, The first half of the uh, of the, the podcast was or, already had music to it. Yeah. So I came in at about 1230 right when right when the bear realized she she could move i think it's right around there yeah when the bear wakes up and realizes that the limbs and everything are back on yeah so how did i heal yeah yeah, so i went with um this is a magical story i mean there's a there's a teddy bear that came to life so that's how i first thought oh (laughs) i'm gonna go with a musical box because when you think like a little kid and innocence and stuff like that you think you know you hear like the the music box and uh using that in the beginning when she was happy with the little girl and you know it seemed like everything was going to be okay and then taking that music box and kind of like screwing it up a little bit and having it as the main theme while the bears on a killing spree um, <laughs> uh, i felt like that's that's the first thing i thought uh, when i was listening to it okay uh so the writer having now listened to all of this being put together, how, how do you feel the, the job was done? Do you think, do you think it was great? How, oh, I, I think the match was, what was in your head? No, I, I, all right. Well, first, the, the way she voiced the teddy bear kind of surprised me because when I was writing it, that's not how I heard it, but it mm. sounded so amazing. I was like, yeah, yes. I immediately agreed. I was like, this is way better than what I thought. And uh, secondly, like that, I don't know, like from the from the very start, it felt like the the massive flow of emotion that I knew the story was going to have was there from like the first minute of it. I'm I'm incredibly impressed. I'm I'm extremely satisfied. So I do have another question for you, though. Is this a common occurrence in this world that you've created? What? <laughs> what? 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 Um, what, what part? Stuffed animal coming to life and and seeking justice or or protection. Is, um, is this a common thing? No, that this is uh, the first stuffed animal that I've ever written about being alive. I do, I do like creating monsters. That's that's one thing I love. 
But um, no, this is the first stuffed animal. I, you know, honestly, I hadn't even thought about writing another one since then. Okay. <laughs> well, if I may, uh, Mike also was the writer for the very first preseason story we had, Fallen. Uh, the right. one where everybody will recognize, you know, I'm pretty sure we'll recognize, we'll recognize. Uh, our main actor was falling out of the sky. That was <laughs> that was a Mike Lee story. And, uh, you know, that was up until recently, that was still one of our uh, most downloaded or popular stories. But uh, just for everybody in the room here right now, this story is our most successful one by far. Oh! By yeah, that's, far. Nice. that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Great work, everybody. everybody. Over 3,000 downloads on the first day, guys. Wow. wow. <laughs> so how yeah, was awesome. falling? Like, how, how did that come about? Have you done, have you done much jumping? Uh, no, no. Actually, I, I had no clue uh, what went into skydiving until Graham was like, hey, can you write a story about someone falling out of a plane? I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I went... I, I researched it and it, you know, honestly it, researching for that made me want to go skydiving and wow. it, it's on my list now. Now go do it. <laughs> no. Like, uh, I mean, it's you not, gotta, it's not as scary as, yeah, no, no, if I do that. I'm just doomed. I mean, he's already I'm written doomed. about what could go wrong. I learned like there are so many fail safes and redundancies to skydiving mm. that the story that I wrote is just <laughs> completely worse, 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 worse case scenario. Hey Mike, but, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I do listen to podcasts in my full-time job and I do listen to a podcast called case file. Uh, and this guy mentioned on there, there's a, I don't know the exact episode, but that happened to somebody in Australia. Oh, this really? guy, this guy jumped out of an airplane. Somebody, uh, of course, it. Somebody had cut his lines. So when he pulled his his chute, his chute came out and took off, and it also took yeah. his backup chute with it. And so, and when he, it, it, they had the other chute that was supposed to kick out the. Uh, I'm sorry, the thing that's supposed to like yeah. fire it off. Yeah, that emergency. Well, he realized that that wasn't going to happen. And they say in there that that guy fell for like 20, 25 seconds and realizing he was going to hit the ground. Oh so, my well done. God. I mean, you didn't know it, but you actually did. A, you talked about a thing that actually happened. So, <laughs> and this uh, is a, this is something that happens to the great rooms all the time. Yep. Uh, when Candace did the spider thing. It was crazy. People were breaking into museums and stealing spiders and all kinds oh, of stuff. Man. That was insane. Like for the next two weeks, there was spider story after spider so story. Many spider stories. Oh, and like every every time I would get an announcement on Facebook from you know the from our emotional support room, and it was a spider story, I would just go, nope, nope, <laughs> nope, I can't. Yeah, I'm nope. not looking forward to the stories where the bears come to life. <laughs> treat your stuffed animals well, and more importantly, treat your children well. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yeah, treat your kids well, man. That's that's the moral of the story. Yeah. I love you, you so dis much. Dis I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't kill me. <laughs> Beat your little eyes. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> nice. All right. So, <laughs> you know, horror is a a wonderful and and broad kind of world in which we all exist to one degree or another. Uh, I'm wondering 
what are all of you most excited about either in this episode or in the rest of the season? What what has brought the fandom and this podcast together for you? If that makes sense. Well, start whoever whoever is good. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know, well, what brought the podcast together was a really screwed up dream I had about a decade ago. And then uh, my wife saying, you better do something with this or I'm going to write a book about it. I said, OK, fine. And uh, so there you go. Now we're here. But uh, the most exciting thing for me about this podcast is, you know what? There's not one story that I can really say that's going to single itself out. I have had the opportunity to work with some of the most talented people I think I will ha- have and probably will ever meet in my entire life. Some of the best authors, some, some of the best voice actors and actresses. Uh, compositions. I mean, I jams music is ridiculous. I think that guy needs to put together a CD and we'll sell it on our website kind of thing, you know, but I'll rock (laughs) and roll, man. Yeah. But it's like, I think that the most exciting thing for me is when this season is over, because I want to experience it alongside all of you. And then I want to get us ready for season two, because me and Brian are already, uh, already stirring the pot. And I'm thinking that, uh, season two is going to be going to make season one look kind of bad. And, and meanwhile, Sarah Ruth is like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking forward to dying so many more times. Yeah, oh, okay. there, there are a few stories where I'm just going, mm, man, things aren't looking good for me. Any of myself. Yeah. We, I, I want to say, though, that I think I, I, I have. I was I had a huge hand in picking a lot of the stories out that we had, and I was begging a lot of writers to you know kind of submit stories that yes, he was. Um, you know we were kind of looking. I was doing sort of a grassroots kind of thing mm-hmm. in uh, finding you know different authors that were interested in doing it, and I, I do think that it is an extremely you know gratifying um, situation to to be in when you see people's reactions to stories. Uh, I'm just looking at YouTube alone. Um, you know, there's people saying, I love falling so much suspense. I enjoyed falling a lot. Um, Brooks Bigley, all my favorite people on one screen. It, it's, it's more than just, you know, somebody writing a story, somebody, you know, um, putting sound effects in it, somebody putting music in it, um, somebody voicing it. It's, you know, there's a community around mm-hmm. And that, to me, is an amazing thing. Um, We have the people working on the art, and people are saying, I love this art. It's my favorite art. I love this. And then another guy says, I'm going to animate this art. And just to see it become a thing, even for us joking around about T-shirts and the last one uh, became a thing, people were buying T-shirts. People were saying, oh, my gosh, I want to buy a T-shirt now because of this. I mean, it's just neat because, you know, horror isn't just a bunch of, like, you know, weird people going around watching people slash people to pieces and yeah. you know, whatever. It's it's just another type of thing, just like Star Trek or anything else that people, you know, they have something that they like. If the stories are good, they're going to, you know, gravitate toward it. And they support people that, you know, it's like one big family to be a part of. And I, yes, I sir. We've all appreciated that. And, and it's it's <laughs> Jason and I, we go and we have conversations uh, Graham too. Um, and then I talked to people like I was, you know, I was talking to Victoria and Sarah and I was talking to JM and Mike and it's just amazing, you know, like getting nice. together. It's a huge, huge thing. And it's really fun. It's really, really fun time for everybody. 
Well, that actually brings up a question we've got in the chat from Maria Herrera. Uh, what is the thing you want most to come out of this podcast? And that's for both you and Jason. I just wanted to continue. You know, I mean, it's uh, because of our lovely patrons. Uh, this podcast is self-funded. Uh, it it actually it pays for itself now, um, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, because of our patrons and everything else like that. So I mean. Other, other than that, I just I just want to see how far we can go. I, I want to get as much exposure to authors and actors and actresses who may not have had the opportunity. I mean, there's some freaking talented people out there we're never going to ever hear from. Why in the heck not just take this podcast and who know, who knows where it can go? So what do I want out of this? Let's just keep going. Let's just keep the wheels running, man. Let's have fun. Let's just keep going. When I was growing up, I think uh, I remember – we had a good music teacher who'd take these vinyls for like horror stories and put them on mm. during like Halloween time. And I remember one, there was like this old man and he was like, who's got my skinny toe, you know, and stuff. <laughs> if you look on YouTube, you can actually find that the skinny toe. Uh, and I knew it would terrify me, but I loved it because they had sounds, they had the music to it. And it was such a production. And growing up as a kid, I, I feel like outside of that, we didn't have podcasts because we didn't really have high speed internet and iPhones and things to listen to and all that. Yeah. So this is amazing to me to be able to see what happens on it. I love the idea of the twilight zone and outer limits and things like that. So I want to be able to see what kind of stories people submit to us. You know, the season two is open to submissions till March 1st. Um, We're still looking for stories um, so, you know, give us your horror stories. I mean, you can be the next Mike Lee and, and you know, make everybody throw up. Or you can, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you can, you, can, you can do all kinds of things. I mean, but really, I mean, it's just fantastic. We want challenges. I personally, you know, look forward to maybe getting some other subgenres, maybe a fantasy horror, maybe science fiction horror. Uh, Arthur Ong's probably like, hey, man, I was sci-fi. He's in the chat room. But, um, but really, that's, you know, give us all kinds of things and we'll turn them into masterpieces and it's going to be fun for everybody. That's- Thanks, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus, but you know. I no, no. Look, hey, I feel like cutting, you know. I feel like I've accomplished someone something whenever someone says I couldn't finish your story or I don't want to read that again. That's throwing well, you, perfect. Both of your stories have made my wife cry. <laughs> so, oh, there you go. Oh. she she cried too with that anthology. Yeah, so that's, I don't think that one's going to end up on the gray room. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Mike, you 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 made my mom cry. Oh man! Oh gosh! I now mean, I'm starting you know, to feel bad about it, guys. Well done, Mike. Well done. Sixty-eight years old, Mike. She's sixty-eight oh. years old. Tell what's wrong with you? Hey, what? You got something coming for season two, Mike? Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, you know, Ken's coming. Oh, you know you're gonna submit. Coming. Oh shoot, that's a good story. I'm looking forward to that one. That one's coming, and then I've got I've got a few more that. I think I might send you, but uh, they're only in their first draft right now. So, oh yeah, and I'm super lazy and super always working. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel you there. Yeah, all right. Got another question from the room or for the room from Arthur Unk, and that is, what is everyone's favorite horror movie? Let's start with Victoria. 
Uh, I've got so much crap for this um, in the No Sleep podcast, but like my first horror movie ever was uh, The Haunting, Mm. which was like a version of The Haunting on Hill House, which is new, but like from 1999. But that and Psycho, those are my two favorites. Oh, okay. And Sarah. Uh, my favorite horror movie is Cabin in the Woods, just because mm-hmm. I I like how it takes a stab, um, and I I like the sarcasm <laughs> in it. It just it appeals to so many levels to to my brain. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, I can't believe I'm watching a scary movie. I'm such a wimp. But oh, this is good. This is good. Okay, I see what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> nice. All righty, Mike. Oh, I'm I'm going old school with this thing, the original. Ooh. Oh, oh, the just, original one. Yeah, you just can't you can't top that 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 psychology that's in it. Like, who who could it possibly be? It could literally be any one of us. And there's, <laughs> it's just awesome. It gets to me every time. Every time. Messes with you. Actually, I, I think Graham and I had a whole conversation about that movie and about how the new one is nothing compared to the last one. Yeah, I mean, come oh, on, yeah. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, you can't. I mean, uh, Kurt Russell is great. Just, that's all you got to say. Yeah, just <laughs> Kurt Russell. Thing, overboard. <laughs> yeah. Suck. Big Trouble in Little China. Come on. Oh, dude. <laughs> come <yeah>. on. <laughs> Yeah, they're remaking that, and I'm not sure I'm happy oh about it. God. Oh, no, don't say oh, that. Man. Oh, you just no, said the movie, happened. man. It, it's in production. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot. Uh, my favorite slasher is Jason Voorhees. I grew up with him. Uh, uh, Freddy Krueger. Those are the ones in the beginning. But, like, my first horror movie, and it's still one of my favorites, is Gremlins. And I don't know. It's, yeah. like, and it's, it's a Christmas horror it's movie. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> nice. Festive. All right, <laughs> Jason. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, uh, JM said uh, Friday the 13th. That's Jason's always been a uh, big favorite of mine, you know, because we, you know, we kind of share something there. And uh, <laughs> but my favorite horror movie, and I've, I've said this before, and I'll always say this the one that, that really sticks to me the most is Evil Dead 2. Uh, oh, wow, I, yeah, I love Evil yeah, Dead yeah, 2. That's a great one. Alrighty, and Brian. Get by Don. Favorite horror movie. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm going with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> oh, the new one that was pretty horrific. Yeah. You know, but really, I I didn't want. I mean, the thing is probably one of my favorites. Aliens. You know, just, I love those sci-fi horror movies. I gotta go with Mike Lee on that one. Seeing that dude's chest cavity open up when he's ready to zap him. Oh, you know oh, what. And when the tendrils are all like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I actually, um, I had my wife watch that for the first time and she jumped on the couch screaming on <laughs> the head, like became like a spider and its legs are crawling around and skittering everywhere. Oh man. She was like, ah! like she couldn't handle it. I was, I was, it was more entertaining. Also, to watch that than, y'all are talking about John Carpenter's thing. Cause I thought you were originally talking about like the first, the thing, like the yeah, black and white movie. No, not the, oh no, oh, no. Okay. It was like, a, yeah, John Carpenter should have been yeah, very okay, specific okay. on that. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. But yes, equally creepy. Very creepy. Oh, if it's back to me, I I don't know that I have one. I I might take the easy road and just be like, no, I, I don't have one. Um, Did anybody ask Victoria? Weak. Yes. I would say 
the original Night of the Living Dead, I think, okay. has a special place yeah. in my heart. It it stemmed a lot of my interest in horror as a, a larger genre and of zombies overall. Yep. Tell me Black that wasn't terrifying, man. Those people trapped in a house. Like, Absolutely. they have an entire walk. I mean, granted, they're like super slow. The George Romero original zombie super slow. What did you think of the remake in the 80s, the, the, the color version? You know, I, I didn't mind it so much. I I have a wonderful way of kind of separating films. So remakes are just their independent thing. So in my brain, it was fine. Um, <laughs> zombies are, are, of course, it's, it's the slow, ever-present death made manifest coming to get you. It's not going to wait for you to show up. It's it's coming for you, and it doesn't sleep, and it doesn't wait, and it doesn't care, and it doesn't feel. It's going to eat you, <laughs> and that's always been that that thing for me. Well, that was creepy. That was well good. done, Justin. That was wow. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can outwalk them, but I mean, eventually they're going to catch up because you've got to stop. They don't. Yeah. You're probably going to trip over nothing. And... <laughs> don't go up the stairs. It always gets you in the end. It always gets you that, that absolute nothing you're going to fall over. That, like wow. half a millimeter rise in the pavement. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All it's right. happened, guys. It's happened. <laughs> okay. So... I am unfortunately out of questions that I have. I think there was another question in the chat room for us. I think I think somebody in the chat asked. What is everyone's jobs? Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Where do you get your money, and how does that supplant or supplement your talent? We all want to know. <laughs> Brian, let's start with you because I've got your face up. What do you do for work? Oh well. well. I ask for money on the street now. Um, yeah. I, I mean, he I does. Do I've been on the oh, I might. I don't know. It's pretty sad, um, pretty sad I, actually. I, I work in the shipping and receiving office for a metals company. So I'm nice. actually, you know, put me, you know, they actually uh, give me the responsibility of setting up trucks and dealing with people all day. So it's, 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 it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's not as fun as writing, you know, stories and dealing with this stuff, but uh you know, pays the bills. Awesome. And you, Jason? I am a United States postal carrier slipping and sliding around on your driveways right now. Oh, you guys are underappreciated. Go to the store. Go to the store. <laughs> Stop going to Amazon. Just go to the store, please. Just do it for one day. Just try it. <laughs> nope. Just try it, please. <laughs> I've got my. I literally did overwork. all of my that shopping on pants. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the store requires pants. Going to the store requires pants. Amazon requires pajamas. I'm sold. Okay, I mean, you don't even need enough. that. You just I need yield. to show up at I a yield. computer. <laughs> what? Hey, um, uh, I'm actually a sanitation worker. I pick up recycling. And I will also say stop ordering things because I pick up a lot of cardboard <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> Love them. <laughs> Come on, man. It's job security. <laughs> Our devious writer friend here, Mike. I I am a bartender. I could see it. In the great state, the great city of Austin. Super fun. Ooh, I love my Austin. Job. Yay, Texas. Go you know, I've noticed drink. that you don't have, have a jacket on. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's really cool right now. It feels oh, good out here. 73. Actually. What is it about? 
<laughs> no, I, I think it's uh, mid 60s right oh. now. I remember those temperatures. They were a while back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I started to slip and slide out. Yeah, we, it's, it's better in Louisiana from where I'm from. We get like three days of cold in Louisiana. But out here, it's, it's actually nice. It's like spring right now. And I love mm. it. All right. Louisiana is kind of weather that you don't even need to shower. You just kind of lather up real quick and run outside. Oh. Like that, right? <laughs> oh, really, no, no, truly. No, 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 no. Hey, uh, oh, yeah. Mike, while you're up there, uh, Arthur was asking, what else have you written instead of horror? Oh, good catch. Oh, I, I, d- I do write comedy every now and then. I, I love writing comedy. It's... um. The, the the guys the guys at work call me a, a walking one liner, so it's, it's, it happens. I, I can definitely see that from your stories. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, uh, Sarah, what do you do for work? Uh, so I voice act as much as I possibly can, um, and then I also work as a waitress. So, oh hey, I All do that for my types. second job. Yeah. You got to put in your dues at some point. So, yes, but I, I do, I do voice act as much as I possibly can. And I have several ongoing gigs that help out a lot. So. Very cool. And Victoria. I currently work for a help center. So like very, very low level IT, but I work from home. So I'm not stuck in a cubicle all day. <laughs> but your tweets cool. are the best. <laughs> really? You're, You're just me complaining. Are- well, I mean, they're I in, feel the it in my soul, though. <laughs> yeah, it's still customer service, which can be interesting. Absolutely. I also work for customer service and inputting clerical stuff for a body jewelry company up in the Northwest, Ooh. which I refuse Ooh. to name on air. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, Brooks has another question in the chat to bail me out of having to do any of that stuff, which is, uh, <laughs> which parts did JM score in the episode? All of it? Uh, no, not all of it. Um, basically, at around uh, 12 minutes, 30 seconds, when uh, the bear realizes that she can move uh, from that point all the way to the end. That's That was that was all me. All right. Was- the best parts. Yes, yeah. the most fun parts, yeah. I guess. I, I do yes. want to say, uh, you know, since you know, with the questions and stuff, I don't have any. I just wanted to show my face. No, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. I, I want camera time. I wanted to make. <laughs> I wanted to make a comment uh, about Jason. I thought he did an amazing job with what he was doing with the sound effects. Something I've never heard in our podcast before uh, when the mom and dad, which was Jason and his wife, by the way, we should. Uh, we, we have kids. We have, ki- we have yeah. kids. So. <laughs> yeah. um, that's exactly how, what I hear on the phone whenever, yeah. you know, he's yelling at his kid. No, I'm just kidding. It's pretty close. <laughs> but um, no, but the thing is, is like sorry, the parents were in another room and he did that muffle thing. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. And also, um, the inner voice for the teddy bear, she couldn't communicate, obviously, but she still wanted to real desperately. And the way he kind of made that echo effect, I thought that was really fantastic. I thought that was outstanding. It made me want to like lean closer. Come on, you can talk. I, I want to hear this. You know, you can do it, little bear. But uh, it didn't work. Thanks, Mike. But <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. 
heart. Yeah, because Brian messaged me. He was like, hey, the, the internal monologue is really, really cool. And I was like, okay, I can't wait to hear it. And then I heard it. I went, Dad, come on, Jason, I feel even worse now. <laughs> ah, she's trying. Infinite yeah. frustration. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah. my favorite part was the sound that I found online where somebody was chopping a steak with a dog. And I used that. Oh. Yeah, so that was my favorite part. I just wanted you guys to no. know. No, no, you know what? I, I listened to that. I listened to that before half of you guys. Yes, he did. And yeah. I, 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 my wife was with me, and we wanted to throw up. I mean, it was just like five minutes of, <laughs> you know, and it was like, oh, oh right yeah. to the bone. You hear it scraping the bone. It was <laughs> nasty. It was yeah. so bad. I said, Jason, you got to do something with this. You got to like kind of shorten it or something. I can't, it's going to make people sick. Like you can't. Well, well, and I can remember, I can remember when I was narrating, when I was narrating what was going on and also having to sound very into it, Mike. Um, <laughs> and, and she talks about uh, the teddy bears talking about, you know, the dad bleeding out and like the blood and the fat froth bubbles. I can remember like hitting pause on the recording, just going, <laughs> okay and they got back to recording it and then i'm listening to it and there are these sound effects and i'm just going oh gosh how many people Very here have effective. trouble listening to people eat food oh my god i can't not even half a second of it oh if you want torturous audio i've got the link to share to you <laughs> I, I, i've been I've been known to tell complete strangers to stop smacking their food if I'm in a restaurant. Give like it that gets keeps me. on giving. Five minutes of nothing but I think six people in a room eating potato chips oh, directly God. into microphones. No. It's gorgeous audio and it's Ugh. just horrifying at the same time. You know that stuff right there with the proper EQ makes a really good bone breaking sound effects. By the way. I've been working at it. Just figure I'd let you guys know that. Just in case you're wondering. May, may I just say just real quick, because I, I know earlier the, the question was thrown out of, you know, when did you start getting really excited about the gray rooms? I'm like, oh, this is all actually happening. Um, and early on when I was first talking and getting to know Brian and Jason, they emailed me. This was the first script they had actually sent to me. And I'm reading through it and I'm asking my questions like, okay, how do you want it to sound? What do you want this? You know, how should I format everything? And like both of them were just super, super sweet and really nice to talk to. And I'm just going, oh man, these guys are too nice to make a horror podcast. This is. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't know us too well at all. He did not know us too well. <laughs> so I'm talking to them and yes, they're, they're wonderful, lovely people. And I'm just like, man, these sweethearts, this is okay. Let's see how it goes. And then falling happened, and I went, yes! All right! This is actually going to be something. So that was just, I'm, I'm sorry to steal steal the camera. Hello, folks. I wanted to be seen. Um, but, uh, but that was the moment that I went, okay, this is going to be good. This is going to be real good. Oh. You know, that's really the surprising thing. I found that a lot of horror productions do have some of the nicest people in them. And it's just community-wide. It's always great. like good stories. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of leads me to something that I think we kind of talked about. Something we wanted to discuss was, you know, one of the things that we deal with in creating this podcast is choosing which stories to take. And as we kind of discovered, some people were a little bit taken aback naturally by the story and the subject matter that it was dealing with. Um, 
And I think the one thing I wanted to say about it was is that we we aren't specifically looking for stories that are going to constantly, you know, not even push the envelope, but, you know, rip it in half or something. You know, we're not looking for stories that always are going to just crush people on every level of, you know, their existence. Mm. Things like, you know, um, abuse you know, towards, you know, specific types of people, whether it's kids or women or whatever. I mean, any of that stuff that, that, that happens in a, in a horror story, the first thing we look at is the story itself. We're not just trying to shock people. We're not, I mean, there are definitely places where, you know, there are writers that want to just, you know, shock and use tons of gore and that's their version of horror. And that's, that's fine. But for us, we want to tell a good story first and foremost. And I think that, you know, what Mike Lee wrote, was something that was an extremely powerful thing. Yeah, it had some extremely comfortable situations in it. But if it was just a story about abuse and there was no development of the characters, there was no, there was nothing in there that we thought, you know, would, would make for a really great story, I, I feel like we wouldn't use it. And I yeah. think that we've been talking a lot about ways that maybe we could rectify this. Um, we've been talking to a lot of the writers for the first season of The Grey Rooms, um, I have a group on Twitter that I kind of grouped them all together and uh, they've been, you know, kind of giving their thoughts on it. We've been talking to Facebook and other people. And so one of the things that we talked about was is we are going to do some kind of release when the episode starts to kind of remind people this is a horror podcast um, and that there are certain things that, you know, they should be, you know, considering when they listen to it, whether we go further, I think we're still kind of, discussing but i think it's important to know that with a horror podcast i mean for all of you that are just listening uh you know earlier in the show we were doing this thing where we had all these masks with graham road and then now jason is scaring the heck out of me but uh yeah <laughs> but it's serious i mean we we really do want people to know that I, I think we, our sin in that episode was we didn't warn anybody. And I think just to go thinking like, okay, you know, last story was, you know, about war and rats and that's cool. And then all of a sudden, like you're hearing, you know, parents beating and murdering their child and then being sawn in half by a bear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I can see how, you know, you'd be a little bit confused. So I, I do, you know, we, we do, we are sorry for not warning anybody about it. Um, there's some episodes that you're going to hear that are going to have some interesting things in there that you're going to be like, that might, you know, if you're sensitive towards certain subject matter, you, you might want to avoid, but ultimately I think, you know, our focus is telling you a great story, giving you a great production and, uh, scaring the heck out of you and maybe making you have to change your pants. And from this time, That's forward, our goal. we're going to have, uh, we're actually going to make sure from this point forward that we actually apply some kind of a warning to our stories because, you know, like Brian and everybody is, you know, really made, they, I, I didn't even think of doing that. That's my fault. Mm -hmm. So I apologize to everybody out there that was rattled that I take the full blame on that. That was me that did that. I didn't even think of it. Uh, but uh, from this point forward, we will definitely be putting a, uh, a, a warning on there, so to speak. We're going to have just one that pretty much says, like, you know, hey, we deal with adult content. And then if it's going to be an episode that we deem might really uh, might really sink the bus, then 
I think that we're going to we're going to make it we're going to give you the option to kind of opt out, so to speak, if you would like. So don't worry, we're not here to like Brian said, we're not here to try to grab you by your soul and shake you completely down. But, you know, it's horror. So we're definitely going to try everything we can to impact you. But, yeah, if anything, we want to tell good stories. We don't want to friggin ruin lives or, you know, make people just feel just dirty down inside. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, so from this time forward, we're going to have uh, uh, disclaimers on our, our stories just to let you know what's happening. So thanks. From from the chat, just play a happy song while you read the credits. <laughs> <laughs> One, the horror of learning. Well, keep in mind here, one of the best happy song moments in cinema, as far as I'm concerned, is in the movie Face Off. So now are you thinking that you're listening to a happy song and we're just rolling credits or are we having a gun battle in the background? I can make that happen. I'm I'm thinking of happy songs and Clockwork Orange and just going. Yes, exactly what I was thinking, too. (laughs) I guess still can't listen to Singing in the Rain. Oh, no. Can't. They let us watch that in in high school in a in a film class. Film Holy studies, shit. yeah. What? No, same here. Language. Yeah. Don't you watch that in high school? Yeah, I didn't know oh, what I, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, you know, <laughs> is Holy this porn? Crap. <laughs> I love film study classes because they just throw stuff at you and you're just like, wait. <laughs> I was unprepared. Oh man, yeah. What else? Uh, uh, one flew. Up, no, yeah, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Well, That's a great uh, one. There's Ratchet. I wanted to jump out. I wanted to jump into the screen and just like, ah, I wanted to, oh, I was so angry at that lady. Oh. Uh, so I, uh, I can remember the first time I watched that movie, I'm like a third of the way through it. And like, I get a text from my mom and she's just like, Hey, what are you up to, hun? And I'm just like, Oh, I'm just watching one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And she goes, pause and find a recovery movie for when it's done. I'm like, <laughs> That's, 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 a good mom. that's a good yeah. mom. Good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, lead. enjoy it, but have a recovery movie ready. Well, since Sarah was the one talking there and her face was, everybody got to see her lovely smile and everybody got to hear her. I just wanted to do a little bit of a spoiler alert. Uh-oh. She's in the next story. <laughs> oh, oh, I am? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. that's right. The next story okay. is you. So we'll oh, man, I get back to back. Week. and and actually also for anybody else that wanted to fully hear everything that jm would be doing for us he his and he is doing an entire production he'll have the entire production um gosh brian was that the fifth story is that the fifth story that that one is yeah it's the fifth story of the season and um which won't be until the end of january and also keep in mind too guys uh if you look, I, I'm just going to just throw this out here. If you're looking for uh, some like holiday music stuff, you guys should go check out uh, JM's website. You guys should go check his stuff out. He's got some really cool Christmas stuff. Hey, JM, I, yeah. you, you, you got any like super dark, twisted Christmas stuff I could possibly get from me? Uh, never next, occurred to me to write it. So it's coming next up year. <laughs> next <Yeah>. year. Next <laughs> year. Yeah. <laughs> Gray Room's Christmas special, y'all. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, awesome. man. So singing Revenge in the, the rain's got to be in that one. Oh, my um, God. Something <laughs> about Krampus, please. Krampus. Holocaust. Call it, call it clockwork. Everyone great. will die. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that that mental image of all of the Gremlins Christmas caroling, and I'm like, that's us right now. That's, yes. that's where we are. 
Oh man, that's awesome. I have so, always wanted uh, to write a holiday story. Of the great rooms. What's going on? What are you working on there, J- um, Justin Thulu? Why don't you uh, tell everybody about your your projects? Uh, well, I do I do quite a bit of stuff. Um, currently, I am working on getting Hooks of Horror, my podcast that I'm doing solo off the ground a bit more than it currently is. Uh, I'm also expanding in the voice acting genre business stuff. I've got uh, parts with Victoria and Sarah Ruth coming up here in two productions, uh, eventually Calling Darkness. And I can't, I don't know if we're supposed to mention the other one yet, so I'm just not gonna, I think. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's just uh, the best place to find me and everything I'm doing and Everything I end up spouting is probably on Twitter and Jay Thulu photo or hooks of horror. I don't know. I'm, I'm everywhere. If I'm excited about it, I'm, I'm attempting to get in on it and get my voice or my work out there somehow. Rich, by the way, we appreciate you doing this. And also we appreciate your support, brother. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm thankful that you guys gave me the opportunity to come in here and talk with and at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I actually made uh, Justin Thulu do um, SpongeBob's theme song on on Twitter one day. It was pretty sweet. Oh, right. <laughs> right. I forgot about that. It was, it was pretty awesome. I got what kind of projects you got going on, JM, outside of the gray rooms? Uh, well, uh, right now it's mostly gray rooms. There's, uh, there's a, a lot going on, uh, but um, I do still write uh, stock music, uh, and I try to keep up with that while in between uh, episodes right now. That's pretty much uh, what I have time for right now. Yeah, great <laughs> time of year, brother. I know. Yes, it I is. feel yeah. you, man. <laughs> Mike, you got uh, some stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Um, my band, Broken Machines, we're, we're trying to get out there. We're on not. We're going to be on Copper Heart with these two wonderful yes. ladies right here, Sarah and Victoria. They're fabulous. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're we're working on our first EP. Almost done with it. That's and then I'm just going to give up everything forever and just do music. So that's there it. you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's living, living the dream. dream. That's that's awesome. What are the all life goals? goals? What are the yeah. this episode <laughs> has two people. For three people to end up in the same podcast, that's crazy. Yep. Oh yeah, Graham's going to be on it Voice acting is is a very small world. We're a, we're a very warm and inviting world, but also a very very small world. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. It has <laughs> been a lot of fun getting to know all of you. Getting actually finally get to talk to you like uh, well you Justin. Uh, I've I've seen your name a hundred times since uh, I've been involved in this. Sarah, finally getting to talk to you other than email. Uh, Victoria, we've talked before, but it's always a pleasure. It's always an honor. (laughs) No big deal. No big deal. (laughs) Brian, I talk to all the time when he's in Wendy's drive-thru. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually tired of Wendy's now. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to sit in my car and talk to Jason. Jack in the bus. (laughs) Yeah. Jack, oh man, we don't have those here. to go there. We yeah, don't we don't have, have those, those here, on the man. East Coast. You don't? Oh my! No. No. I know. Why don't you send me an Amazon box full of that stuff, and I'll. I'll <laughs> oh, we want you to live. That could be a horror story in and of itself. <laughs> there it is. Actually, that's a good idea. So, and then, and then of course, JM. You know, uh, uh, also not just scoring the episode, but um, 
everybody who listened to this, when they listen to the intro theme, always keep in mind that JM wrote that. Like the theme he is amazing. Built the theme. Thanks, guys. And yeah. Yes. That theme is popular AF, yeah. man. People love what you did there. So he gets mad props for that. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw myself under the bus on this. JM called me out on it. But for some reason, when I was doing the closing credits on that story, I did not include him at all. <laughs> oh. Not only did I not include him, I didn't include the artist. <laughs> Both of them. I don't know. I suck. I don't know. It is what it is. It is. Like they used to, uh, but that was the, uh, the early release. I said both of them. Cassie and Mediocre. Yeah. Both. <laughs> um, hey, Sarah. Alan and Mike. And always, Mike, it's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you, brother, too, man. It's finally, yeah, finally you great too. talking to you. I'm glad I, I finally get to meet everybody. I, I was beginning to think y'all were just letters. We're Russian bots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russian sex bots, man. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sarah. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. So. Man, we need to get a new job then. That's the case. <laughs> I, I, and uh, you were, I, I'm sorry, Brian. You asked Sarah a question, and I'm sorry. No, I was just, I was going down the line there, and you just started your own thing. But that's okay. <laughs> um, Sarah, what, what kind of projects do you have coming up there? Uh, so. Uh, Victoria and I are both in Copper Heart, which is an audio drama coming out beginning of next year. Um, and it's it's going to be pretty exciting. I'm pretty, pretty thrilled for it. It's yeah, that's all I'm going to say. It's going to be pretty fabulous. Um, and then I we just wrapped up season one of The Beacon and we are working on season two right now, which is another audio drama. That's a little bit more in kind of the young adult fiction fantasy type world. Um, and then there are some really cool projects that I'm working on right now, but I'm currently under non-disclosure agreement. So I'll get back to you and I can talk about them. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's I'm leaving you with the cliffhanger. Who knows? Maybe in two weeks we'll know. No way. Well, no, Sam, I what do you think about that? I don't know. Maybe in two weeks he'll be back. <laughs> hey, when did Graham get, a, get an, a weird accent, man? Yeah, I mean, well, he's still stuck in the Great War. <laughs> it's the rats. The rats. And, the rats. and then he went off truly, and I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, Victoria, would you like to uh, tell us what kind of projects you're working on? Yes. Um, so I am on the Creepy Podcast. I do Patreon narration. So if you're not already donating, do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am also in Copper Heart, obviously, and it's going to be fabulous. It's like a sci-fi world, but it, there's a lot more coming up. It's it's really really cool. You guys need to keep an eye out for that. And then. Yes, absolutely. It's an entertaining Twitter, honestly. <laughs> um, and then Calling Darkness, um, I'm co-creating with six other, five, five other women. I don't, can't do math. Five other women. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the writers of No Sleep Podcast, two of them, uh, S.H. Cooper and Gemma Amor. And it's amazing coming out beginning of next year. And then... Same with Sarah, a couple of NDA things that I cannot talk about, but I'm very excited about. So, yeah. 
Nice. I'm probably forgetting something. Coming soon to a something near you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Uh, hey, hey, uh, um, Jason. Ha. I want to know what you thought of when you discovered that you, we went over three thousand downloads in one day. Uh, throw up. Scared. <laughs> um, holy crap! Absolutely wonderful. You know that's that's a that's a that's awesome. But that's a testament of, you know, you, Brian, how, putting it out there, like telling everybody what the heck's going on. And uh, the story Mike produced, uh, sent to us, the, 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 the content that it was. JM just taking that and just turning up this. Oh, my God. Uh, boy, he, I remember he sent me, he sent me a, a message and he said, I am having such a hard time with this, this story. And I, I felt bad for him, but boy, did he just kill it, killed it. And then, of course, Victoria. I got nauseous listening yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Victoria and Sarah, man, oh, man, just hitting a home run. And, yeah, when we hit 3,000 downloads, you know what? I'm, I've been saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. We have the, the greatest people in the world we hit, they get the honor to work with, and we're going to hopefully continue to work with, grow, evolve, m maturate, and become something just ridiculously wonderful to be a part of. I, I use the word wonderful loosely, by the way, on <laughs> some of these things. But um, uh, I think that the Gray Rooms has definitely found its, its place in the horror community. People recognize that we have wonderful people. We deliver a good, high-quality experience and I, 3,000 downloads is just the beginning. But congratulations to all of you because that was almost 3,200 downloads on the very first day on this story, which makes it the most popular episode we've had all time. That's all of you. All of you. So, and all of our patrons and our Twitter followers and our Facebook page with the, uh, uh, um, Gosh, dang it. What's that called, Brian? Uh, emotional support group. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah thank you all. So, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be great. By the way, forgive me. I'm going to kill my video feed on my, I'm going to go put my phone on the charger. I'll be, I'm going to be listening. I'm still here. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I do want to say, you know, we do have a Facebook group at uh, the Gray Room Pod or the Gray Rooms Pod. Sorry, there's more than one. Um, but uh, we have an emotional support group. It's what it's called. It's our little community um, based off of the gray rooms. And, you know, it's feel free to join it uh, or, you know, get in there and, uh, you know, strike up a conversation about uh, how you feel about the episodes. Tell us what you think. We have Twitter at at the gray rooms pod dot well, just at the gray rooms pod. Man, I suck at this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know you know join us on twitter talk to us tell us how you feel um we so far i mean five stars um all kinds of great nice happy reviews on itunes things like that but you know don't don't be afraid to tell us what you thought you know especially like for some of the people that were telling us about you know their concerns about the episode they listened to today you know we we like to hear that stuff we want to know what you think uh, that's how we're going to grow and uh you know so uh, that's great. And, you know, I wanted to thank, uh, again, I wanted to thank Justin Thule for being our guest host. He's, um, he has a Christmas party to go to, so we probably should wrap this up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got distracted by the comments questions. There's, there's, oh, there's more? There, there are. Um, 
more. There's a group question. Where do you oh. see the Grey Rooms next Halloween with you being ranked one of the top horror podcasts this year with just the pilots? And kind of threw me a little bit. It's like, wow, look at them go. <laughs> I'm hoping to see a giant like ensemble Halloween special. Like, Ooh. if we could make something really big, I think it'd be fun. Nice. But that's just, me. that's just me. Can do an exquisite corpse story with all the writers from the season. That'd be cool. You can That'd be really have, neat. Uh, you can always yeah. have the warden, you know, doing something like that. You know, maybe a Russian roulette or like a wheel of wheel of fortune type thing, and he turns the oh. wheel, and then yeah. you know somebody has to pop up and suffer. <laughs> a bunch of little. The gray rooms does an anthology. Yeah, that would be yeah. so great. We we did talk about. It. I don't know. You know, it just depends on the other writers and what they want to do. Um, and then you know, but season two, we'll 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 look into that stuff. We we don't have a lot of free time to start working on things, but we do got some plans. Uh, we've already been talking about it. One thing um, I haven't heard anybody really talk about, you know, what's going on with Raymond in those beginning little stories there, um, and what he's been dealing with. But uh, you know. <laughs> I mean, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if people hate that storyline. If we have to suffer, Raymond has to suffer. Yeah, everybody loves Raymond. You suffer because Raymond is suffering. Yeah, it's true. But I haven't heard anything about it, really. So That's because Raymond sucks, and I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to watch some YouTube videos and get better at it. Uh, Technically... It's the writer who who would suck, you know, for Raymond, and you're you're just ah. some of that. Nah, man, you want to know something? In my personal opinion, I think that the stories for Raymond are excellent. But honestly, uh, I loved my human was a soul squelching gut punch. So I really do think that it kind of may have pulled a little bit away from the Raymond because everybody's still like. Uh, they're, they're still drinking the water, wiping the sweat away, and pulling the Band-Aids off from the just whooping that we gave them. So it was it was brutal, man. It was brutal. I, I'll admit that. Like, I remember I still I still listen. I listen to that at work, and I still cringe when I hear this story. So I, I get it. I get it. It was brutal. The next one's not as bad, guys. I promise. <laughs> Although I am, I am kind of dreading to hear what Raymond has to go through at the beginning of the episode, since it's now looking like he's kind of tailing, tapering off at the end of each episode. Because at the beginning of this one, he had the rats, and now I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's he's what's, he's he's going to be happening? recovering. He's going to be recovering in episode three. And we'll see what happens. Every story is going to wake up and be like, oh, my God, just just like the audience. You know, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got another question for the creators. Looks like uh, you've got the pyramid. Uh, where did the name the gray room come from? Uh, uh, we, me and my wife were laying in bed. Oh, and geez. I was. Literally, no, literally no, now. Don't don't even open up that one, Brian. FaceTime. <laughs> no, talk, huh? but, uh, no, well, we were just laying there, and like uh, I, I, the story I wrote down. You know, this was the story I had ten years ago. Uh, I I woke up. I was I woke up in a eight by six or eight by eight small concrete room, light chair table door. A voice was telling you to go through the door. So I went through the door and you go into the exact same room, two doors. And the one thing that always stuck out 
not just the, you know, the horror aspect of it, but the fact that it was a concrete room. Gray, the gray room. Mm. That's it, rooms. Yeah. Because, you know, I just, you're constantly waking up and going into different rooms and all that. That, By the way, no uh, spoiler alert on that one. You die, wake up, die, wake up, <gasps> die. Is that what happened? What? Yeah, it's, yeah. Man, I was wondering. <gasps> and don't forget, we have the holidays coming up, guys. <laughs> yeah, so that's die, right. Wake up, <laughs> die, wake up, die. I think I think the, the Raymond story is a great vehicle to to introduce all these other stories. It's it's instead of just uh, opening an episode and saying, okay, here's the new story. It's it's a great way, and 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 you're wondering like how what's going to happen to him. Uh, I'm not privy to any of that information, so I'm, neither I'm, am I. I'm, I'm genuinely <laughs> no idea. I just so I'm it. genuinely curious about that. Yeah, I, I like that it makes it just this one ongoing it's part of a greater story rather than just being an anthology series we there's something connecting everything so right i think that uh, one of the questions I, that was in your little list of questions there justin Thule, was uh, how these things kind of fit into the the big picture of it these these stories we have um, right. ultimately they don't <laughs> in terms of an anthology like they're they're separate they're they're standalone but okay. um one of the things i started doing was wondering if maybe there was a way to tie in raymond's background to some of these stories and maybe make something out of it that there really isn't um and we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I think some of our listeners are doing that. I think they're trying to fan theory, like how does Raymond fit into every story? Because I've seen a few comments and I'm just going, I don't know either, but this is fun to read. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I can promise you that at the end of the season, you'll know. So stay, keep listening. And uh, yeah, we love you. Appreciate you. Yeah. Hey. Thanks a lot. I'll yeah. get out of here. <laughs> so You can just close. Free. Close this browser right now. Anyways, again, thank you all ever so much, Mike, for the wonderful story. JM for obviously yeah, being a talented comp- composer and musician. Uh, Justin, for your support and for you doing this. Miss Sarah, Miss Victoria, I'm sure that I am, at least I hope, I have, well, I have the op- opportunity to talk to you very, 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 very much many more times in the future. I don't know where I was just going with that. My, my English just kind of fell. I'm speaking verbal diarrhea here, whatever. And then, uh, Brian, you know I freaking love you, man. Um, yeah, so. And all of you out there, the patrons, Twitterverse, Facebook, all of you, thank you. We wouldn't be sitting here having this right now, enjoying these, I guess I use the word enjoying loosely, but enjoying these <laughs> terrible stories without your support because we do it for you. Seriously, it's, it's a lot of fun. So thank you ever so much. And be ready to hear what we bring to you next week. It's a great one. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for having us, man. Oh, that- yeah. And, uh, you know, just want to say we miss Graham. So if everybody uh, wants yes. to grab their little Graham faces there. Grams, unite. <laughs> this is all I have. I don't have a Graham face. I have uh, a Deadpool oh. face. Well, yeah, that's just Deadpool that's wearing. Smolder. It's just Deadpool. With it's, it's Deadpool oh, Victoria has Grams. Graham in the eyes. Print it out. Yeah, oh, this is super cool. creepy. And I decided to add this extra layer of weirdness. <laughs> so enjoy. It's horrifying. Oh, man. We all printed out pictures of Graham Rowett's face. 
and we created the Graham rooms where everybody was Graham. And he's, <laughs> he's probably going to be like shaking his head so fiercely right now. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Graham. We do it because we love you, man. We love you. You're, you're absolutely wonderful. All right. Graham's a big part of this, too. We couldn't have done it without Graham, too. So absolutely. thanks to Graham. Yeah. And when, when Sarah isn't on here, we're going to do the same thing with her. So, yeah. No. Yeah. So, so, but I get to come back week? and then. Well, I'm. I am I. Uh, some next week or something. I don't know. No, no next, next week. Two, oh, she's gonna be here. We can't do it then. Ha. Huh. Yeah. So then you can do it after I'm not in an episode. So okay. There. <laughs> there are yeah. plenty of mocking pictures for you to choose from. I'm gonna be yeah. with Justin next week. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. Ooh, pretty there we go. Yeah, we send me a nice grow little headshot. Beard. I love that beard. We just need to grow it. I oh, can't. man, I had to cut it down like a month ago. It was it was a horror show. It's nowhere near oh, the beard that it was. I don't know. Once. I'm just I'm kind of swooning over the voice a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> really? That baritone claw is going on. Oh, deep silk. Well, again, thanks. You're gonna make me blush. Shit. I don't know how to handle compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> oh, also, grayrooms.com. If you want to submit your story, just go there. Or you can go to submissions at thegrayrooms.com. We really want your stories, man. We want to have these stories to read so we can start getting ready for season two. Uh, it's also sure. the same if you are a voice actor or actress hey, or you know somebody, casting at thegrayrooms.com. Please just come on down, man. We we want to expand this universe and give everybody opportunity. And, uh, yeah. What's the deadline for submissions? <laughs> March 1st. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you look at uh, Victoria and you look at JM, they're wearing some beautiful gray room sweaters. I know. Look at that. Sharply dressed. Oh, I'm falling. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah's got the key. She's, she's, she's I have got my key. key. All right. Potential terror right here. She can open up any door in the gray rooms with it. So <laughs> don't throw your key away. It's It's pretty amazing. You can watch people die all over and over and over again. Ah, uh, she yes. Everybody got her. All our keys. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, oh, I didn't see Victoria had hers. That's sweet. Uh -huh. right. Yeah, it's mine. I think right over there. Out. All right. All right, guys. We all uh, ready to wrap this up. Everybody want to say goodbye? All right. All right. Bye. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks for tuning in. Waiting for an audio format. <laughs> <laughs> have a good evening thank you very much for joining us it's been great this has been a treat you are all fantastic people thank you sir yeah. thanks buddy thank you. You. good night thanks everyone we'll see you guys and i'm gonna hit the stop broadcast button here we go join us each week after every episode for another edition of Behind the Door.